Tired of jumping from job to job? How about a career in a recession-proof industry where you can make a difference and help create a healthier living and working environment? The pest management industry gives you the opportunity to work with more independence. OPC Pest Services will give you a chance to grow with advancement. Come be a part of our team at OPC Pest Services. Apply online at opcpest.com slash careers. That's opcpest.com slash careers. Where do you go to find all your favorite wine, beer, and spirits with selections customized to local tastes? For over 25 years, that go-to place has been Cox's Spirit Shop. Cox's, Louisville's go-to liquor store. Time now for the Coors Light Louisville Basketball Post Game Show. Right here on ESPN Louisville. Cards Basketball is also presented by UofL Health. Making the impossible possible. That's the power of you. Kelly Jobs, the employment solution experts. Kellyjobs.com. Bear Nose Pizza. Yeah, it's that good. Cox's Spirit Shop and Evergreen Liquors. Louisville's neighborhood liquor store. UPS Jobs. Apply today at upsjobsky.com. And Kroger, fresh for everyone. Now, here's your host, Taylor Lynch. No, it's not Groundhog Day. It's just Louisville basketball. Welcome into your Coors Light Louisville basketball postgame show right here on 93 on the Ville. Taylor Lynch, James Black, hanging out with you guys this evening. The cards drop this one to Syracuse 82. 76 the final score tonight in a game that I mean look Kenny played the hits in the post game and Louisville played the hits throughout the game I mean this was more of the same more of what we are used to seeing uh, from this team you got uh, Clark James White Glenn and BHH your starters tonight neither team played particularly well offensively uh, to start the game it was kind of a it was a sloppy game Lots of questionable uh, shots on both ends of the court uh, early in this one. Uh, then you had you know Louisville doing what Louisville does, which is be careless with the basketball. It led to two breakaway dunks for Syracuse, and it felt like at that point the Orange were kind of off and race or off and running at that point. Um, Louisville really again doing some of the same things we've seen them do defensively, or should I say not do defensively? I mean they didn't get back. They allowed too many fast break opportunities for Syracuse in the first half. I will say, if if there is one thing to to look at and go, okay, that got a little bit better, I would say Louisville's half-court defense got a little bit better in this game, especially towards the end of that first half and into the second half. I thought Louisville did a little bit of a better job there. But overall, defensively, it was, just, it was not a good effort again. Uh, not a great effort offensively tonight, which is something that is kind of surprising because we've seen Louisville the last several games really seem to play pretty well offensively. Uh, they didn't really do that uh, for stretches, long stretches uh, of the game tonight. But I will say you saw o- uh, for get in there in the first half. I thought he gave some good minutes. I liked some of the stuff that I saw from him. Uh, obviously what Tyler Johnson was able to do and Caleb Glenn um, Caleb Glenn kind of put this team on his back at different points in the first half and, and just kind of willed them to keep this thing close. 
Um, both teams, again, really sloppy with the ball. Uh, we did see Louisville do, it seemed like they were kind of just doing enough offensively. Uh, at one point, towards the end of the half, it was 29-26. So, was not, uh, Louisville tried to stay within striking distance, and they did that for most of the game. But then, at the end of the half, you have that, a set play out of a timeout. And Syracuse gets the dunk and goes into the half up double digits. I mean, it was, like I said, they played the hits. It was more of the same. And then Louisville came out in the second half and gave some better effort, gave some better energy in the second half, kept this thing close, uh, got it real close, got it to three, went on a 7-0 run, you know, did some nice things. At one point, it was a 12-4 run. Uh, overall, had it to 48 to 42 with 14, uh, 49 to go, and then proceeded to go five plus minutes without a bucket, without a field goal. And I should have probably tweeted it earlier because when I tweeted out that Louisville looked like they had let go of the rope, which for most of the game it did, for most of the game and for most of the second half, it looked like they had kind of let go of the rope, but then. They, I, I don't know, like they found another gear. They got back into it. They were making some good plays. But as we've seen too much this season, it was too little too late. I mean, it was, it was too little too late. They, they made some plays at the end to keep it close, but it wasn't good enough. And Kenny went into his postgame press conference and did what Kenny does. He blamed it on the kids. He took little blame for it. Some, he did take some, but not enough. And basically said the same things we've heard him say all season. It was the first post game uh, that I've heard Kenny do. And somebody tweeted this at me that uh, he was pissed off after the ACC championship game last year. But I don't think he was pissed off after that. I think he was confused, generally, uh, genuinely confused. Uh, that he actually got the question about the coaching staff last year. But this was the first time I've heard Kenny be pissed off. And he was pissed off. I think he was pissed off at the question. Uh, and I thought it was a good question about, you know, what what is the standard, basically, of Louisville basketball, and are you meeting the standard? And And he's not, and we know he's not. But it was interesting to hear him get aggravated uh, at that question. The whole postgame, the postgame that he did – for the assembled media, the post game that he did uh, with Jody and Paul, it was a different tone from Kenny. It was, I don't really know how to put my finger on it, but it felt like, I don't know, it, it felt like him trying to protect, it felt like Kenny trying to protect Kenny in that, in both post games. It felt like, here's all the reasons why it's not working, and it's not because we're not trying. It's because the kids aren't getting it. And we've heard that over and over and over again. And it's old and it's tired. And thank God it's almost over. We only have a few games left to deal with this. We've got Tuesday night and then the following Saturday and then the following Tuesday in the day of shame. And then it's over with. Whether there are still people out there that believe that it's not going to be over with. I'm, I'm sorry. It's over. It's going to be over. We're going to be able to move on. Both parties are going to be able to move on, and we will be able to get back to better days. We will be able to get back to Louisville basketball 
being Louisville basketball. There will be brighter days ahead. And we've said it on this show. We've said it on several shows on this network. There will be brighter days ahead. We will get back to being Louisville basketball and back to our winning ways. Uh, But tonight was just another example of why there cannot be a year three. Louisville drops this one 82-76 to Syracuse. Run down some of the numbers here for you. Louisville shoots 44% from the field, 28 of 64, 21% from the three-point line, 4 of 19 for the cards, 80% from the charity stripe, 13 turnovers for Louisville, 13 points off of Syracuse, 14 turnovers, 34 total rebounds. The cards out-rebound Syracuse by 3 Second chance points, the cards 10. Second chance points to Syracuse, five. Bench points tied at seven. Your landing paints, points in the paint. Louisville actually with the lead there, 44 to 32. Outscore the Qs in the paint. Your landing paints, points in the paint there. Fast break points, 10 to four in favor of the Orange. Five to four in favor of the Orange in blocks. Nine steals for Syracuse to eight for Louisville. 14 assists for the Orange to 15 assists for Louisville. So actually, not too bad there for the Cards. Some individual numbers. Mike James with 18 points. Brighton Huntley-Hatfield with 17 points. Caleb Glenn with 15. Trey White with 12. Sky Clark with 7. Caleb Williams played 10 minutes, did not score. Tyler Johnson played 23 minutes, gave you 7 points. Zan Payne and Okorafor. Uh, 10 minutes and 3 minutes respectively, and no points for either of them. Your Juan Gomez Insurance player of the game tonight, there's a couple different guys that we could have chosen from, um, but I'm going to go with Mike James for as much of a non-factor as Mike was in the first half. For him to come out the way that he came out in the second half, finish the night with 18 points and 8 rebounds, um, he is your Juan Gomez insurance player of the game. And we could have gone Caleb Glenn. Uh, we could have gone BHH. For, for me, BHH will be your BJ Heating and Cooling defensive player of the game. I think he kind of came alive in the second half. He was challenged um, at one point during a timeout by Kenny Payne. And I think we saw a different BHH for the rest of the game. I thought he was active defensively. Um I would also say honorable mention Trey White and Tyler Johnson. Both of them had two steals. So BJ Heating and Cooling Defensive Player of the Game, BHH. Call BJ Heating and Cooling the experts you can trust, bjheatcool.com. 8150-939 is the number. 3831-939 is the text line. If you guys want to hop in that way, you can. Uh, Texture says our friend uh, Curry Hicks Sage said last night, that the three candidates are Muss, Cronin, and Wade for the Louisville head coaching job. That one's going to, listen, it's going to be interesting uh, when this thing comes available. Uh, if you saw Eric Eric Crawford's tweet earlier tonight, um, he alluded to the fact that Scott Drew may be uh, the candidate. Uh, he he told a somebody else on X that they probably... They were they were stumping for Nate Oates, who I would love to have, but Eric told them that they probably need to look six hundred miles west of Tuscaloosa. That would be Waco, Texas. So I am a huge Scott Drew fan. I think for me it's Scott Drew, it's Nate Oates. Um and then you could kind of fill in whoever you wanted to throw in at three. Uh maybe Muss. 
I'm not as big as of a, of a Cronin guy as some people are. Um, but at this point, the next hire has to be, it's got to be a fantastic fit. It has to be the fit. This has to work this time around. It's imperative that it works this time around. I mean, there are, there's more than just the head coach's job on the line if this doesn't work this time around. And Louisville can ill afford another mistake at their head basketball coach position. Because it's just, it's, it is the lifeblood of, 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 of the city, of the, we love our football here. And I'm probably an outlier here that I'm more partial to football than I am to basketball, but I understand and I know how to read the room and I get it. I understand how important Louisville basketball is to this city. And as an alumni, I understand how important it is uh, to to me as well. And you want to see this program, this this proud program, to be where they are right now. I mean, they are guaranteed, guys. They are guaranteed to play in the day of shame for the second year in a row. They are guaranteed to finish dead last in the ACC for the second year in a row. And not only are they dead last, but they are three games clear of being dead last in the ACC. In the Kenny Payne era, they have more 20-point losses than they do wins. And I know we've, we've brought that up several times on these airwaves, but... It's just ridiculous every time you hear it. More 20-point losses than wins in the two years that Kenny Payne has been here. That's not good enough. And, and I, it, that goes without saying. That's an understatement of the year that that's not good enough. But that's not going to get it. And that's why there will be no year three. This will be over. And this will be over hopefully sooner rather than later. I'm kind of surprised that the phone lines are not uh, are not blowing up tonight, but maybe you guys have found something better to do with your Saturday night after after watching this. Maybe you didn't watch it at all. Maybe you mailed it in and said, I'm not watching. And frankly, I don't blame you. Because the product that you're getting right now is not something worth watching. It's not something worth going to the KFC Yum Center and spending your money and paying to park and paying to get in and paying for food and beer and and everything else to go and watch this. And that's why there's going to be a change. Because the administration knows it. The fans know it. The national media knows it. The guys calling the game tonight, they knew it. This is not good enough. This is not Louisville basketball. And it it, it, it can't continue. And it won't continue. I think we can all be resound to the fact that it's not going to continue. It's not going to go on any longer. But I will say that there are things about the way that this roster is constructed. And Kenny wanted to talk about Kenny talked about that a little bit uh in his post game. He he blamed, you know, some of this on, you know, well, he said, I, I don't I don't have a lot of guys to to put in. Well, Kenny, that's your job to have guys to put in. Your job is to go and recruit to hit the transfer portal, to go and get guys that can come in and make an impact and make an impact early and often. But instead, you used a scholarship on Jovanovic, who 
has no business being out there. I'm sure he's a great kid. Has no business being out there at this level. And then you used another one on a kid that never played. That has spent more time watching Louisville basketball games than he has playing in a Louisville basketball game. So it's on you. The roster construction is on you. <laughs> that, so every time I hear him talk about, well, I don't have guys. Well, dude, that's your job. That's your number one job is to make sure you have players. Make sure you have guys. Let's go to the phone lines. Ah, oh, softball Dustin. Welcome into your Coors Light postgame show, man. What's up? Um, you kind of cut out. I don't know if we have a bad connection or not. Can you hear me? Yeah, we got you, buddy. All right. So the lion's share of what you said is 100% accurate. But I have a huge however, and I'll go ahead and preface this entire conversation with this. Uh, I adhere to the Marcus Maven rule and that we don't do ages. And I'm probably old enough to be your father. <laughs> I agree. Terrible fit. I don't agree with the hyperbolic uh, comments about not Kenny so much. That was just... Uh, Heard was kind of forced into that spot, I think. I'm not on the front line, so I don't know. We need to kind of ease up a little bit. I grew up on a horse farm, okay? So pull back on the reins just a little. It's a sport. Now, granted, it's a money-making sport. Do not, we cannot should not, and I can't believe we're doing this, comparing Brom to Payne and Payne to McDonald and McDonald to Walls and back and forth and back. It's apples, oranges, bananas, and avocados. Can't do it. I don't know why everybody feels so compelled to compare the four. They're completely different animals. In premise and in theory, it's a sport, yes, Student-athletes, absolutely. Different sexes, different sports, different coaches, different methodologies. Just everybody sit tight. I don't think Hurd's an idiot. I don't agree. He was His hand was forced, right? Now, I do think he played the hand to an end that maybe maybe not had been too terribly intelligent, but... Can we not just – it's not about the coach. I'm, I'm a father of two daughters, both of which are athletes. I sit on it 24 hours, right? And I'm not the daddy guy that goes up and goes, hey, why isn't my kid hitting? I sit on the whole thing for 24 hours. Like, what are y'all doing? But I'm not going to bitch, moan, and complain about it until after the 24-hour mark. Now, granted, we have most certainly surpassed the 24 hours. We also have to keep in mind it is a sport. And I know it's a business. 
But are we not adult enough to collectively agree that it is a sport? Yes, no, maybe. No, yeah, you're absolutely, Dustin. I appreciate the call. Thanks, buddy. Uh, it's. I think we're all kind of in the same boat right now of waiting for the shoe to drop, waiting for this to be over, agreeing that, yeah, maybe we do get a little too little too tied up in, in the fact and, and do forget, you know, it is a sport, but we're emotional people. We get emotional about it. Let's go to the text line. Uh, texter says, loyal Lawrence, let go of the rope. He did. He hasn't called in tonight. He let go of the rope. Uh, texter says, I had no idea that Louisville played tonight, and I'm happy I didn't know. Uh, texter says, it may not be fair, but I can't consider any coach whose team let UK put over 100 points on them. Be Nate Oates. Uh, texter says, I would be on board with Will Wade. Louisville should make him a sweet blank offer. I like it. I like what you did there. Uh, texter says, I was there and I was almost in tears heading home. Texter says, this really bugs me when the team up the road wins big and we can't buy a win. Better luck next year. This team's mud to me. The fact that Zan, Texter says, gets quality minutes or gets as many quality minutes as Curtis, who needs to play, is unforgivable. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. That... When, when Zan Payne is in there in the first half, like, come like come on. Like, what are, what are we doing? What are we doing? Uh, Texter says KP has effectively killed most folks' interests in men's basketball. New coach talk is all that I'm interested in. We can do that tonight if you want to. We can do new coach talk all night long if you want to. Uh, let's go to the phone lines. Uh, the Real Doc, welcome into your Coors Light Louisville basketball postgame. What's up, man? Hey, I, I, I don't know what that other guy was talking about. But, <laughs> uh, <laughs> you know, uh, this is a basketball town, and if you don't feel the pain, then there's something wrong. Because mm-hmm. we, we care about basketball, and it's not just a basketball game to us. It's life to us. And if you don't realize that, then I don't know what kind of fan you are. And I don't want to really criticize the guy, but we basketball is life here. And football is great, too. But we love our basketball. I mean, the doctors are dunk. Now we become the doctors of skunk. So, you know, it's just it's just terrible, man. You know, he he got to go. I, I I after ten games last year, I knew he, he wasn't going to be the coach that we needed, and he's not. And I don't know why they just keep on prolonging this thing. Let let's just get on with it. You know, right right now. Yeah, absolutely appreciate the call, Doc. It's going to end, guys, and it's going to end relatively soon. Texter says, we won the second half. KP's probably feeling good. Just wants to win by one. Want to beat him by one. Uh, Texter says, KP, bye, bye, bye. I like it. Uh, let's see. Texter says, Autry, Syracuse coach, has never been a head coach until this season, and he has more wins in one season than KP has in two seasons. Wait, I forgot. Last season didn't count for KP. That's right. Year zero. Year zero didn't count. It didn't count. That's what Syracuse has done the back half of the season. They have put themselves in a position where they can play themselves into the NCAA tournament. They can make a run in the ACC tournament and they can play themselves into the NCAA tournament. Louisville has not been close in two years to even sniffing the NCAA tournament. 
We head to the phone lines. Thomas is up next year on your Coors Light Louisville basketball post game. What's up, Thomas? Hey, what's going on, guys? What's up? Um, so, we, uh, I was actually at the game tonight, man, and um, it's not like we don't have talented guys. I mean, it's obvious that there's we got some we got some dudes on the team, you know. It's like, and then there's a lot of guys that I would love to see come back next year with a new coach. I I mean, and it's it's maddening as a fan to to be into the game and see them go down 19 with seven minutes to go before they play like their hair's on fire. I mean, they played yep. really great. De- they played really great defense the last seven minutes. I mean, I, I counted, I think it was, they had three or four steals in the last seven minutes of the game. And, you know, it, Kenny, I mean, there was, there was plenty of bad calls to go around for the whole game, uh, you know, that, that weren't called for us. I mean, there were, there were several, I mean, guys, I mean, that's not the reason we lost the game at all. And, but, because um, we definitely didn't help ourselves, but the refing was terrible. And there was, I mean, there was any one of 10 or 11 calls that, you know, Kenny could have got a technical for and stood up for his guys, man. And it, and it's, it's disheartening as a fan. And it really, it, it makes me so mad as a fan that he cannot even sit over there and, you know, get a tech for his guys, you know, I mean, Rick, that's something Rick would have done. You know, in a heartbeat, Rick. You, I mean, how many technicals do we see Rick get as a coach? I mean, he didn't care. He just stand up for his guys, you know. And and there was so many plays tonight where you know there was so many fouls that were so bad, and you know, and it. But like I said, that's that's not the reason we lost the game. We we shot ourselves in the foot. We, I mean, we played. It's the same script all season. We we get down ten, eleven at half. We get down 14, 15 early in the second half. We make a run, cut it to five or six, and then we end up, you know, I mean, we, I know we only lost by six, but then we end up losing by, you know, 10 or more most other games, you know. So it's been the same script all season long. I'm tired of watching the same movie, guys. It's 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 really frustrating. I, you know, I didn't grow up on this, you know. At 12 wins in two years is unacceptable, and, and you know, fans have had it, and, you know, I'm, I'm fed up with it as far as the – the coaching, the, the coaching stuff. I just, I hope they get it right. Um, you know, my, I, I would say my top three. I'm not, I'm not going to be unreasonable and be like, oh yeah, you got to go. You know, you at least got to talk to Jay Wright and Billy Donovan, <laughs> and all these guys. No, cut that out. We're not, we're not getting Billy Donovan. We're not getting Jay Wright. I mean, yeah, he may, Josh may, you know, you know slide put it past him or something you know hey you know you want to you want to you want the opening you want you know six seven million dollars a year come coach get, you know he might do it just as a courtesy thing but i mean realistically guys that's that's not gonna happen we're not getting jay right but i mean if i had to put in a top three i mean i i just for defensive purposes alone because the defense has been so bad all year and it's been horrible i i think you got to put chris beard up there uh, he would be in my top three for sure, because just from the for the defensive aspect, and he's been to a Final Four. So I mean, he's got. I mean, he has a little bit of baggage. Who cares? I mean, we're we're past you know giving a shit about that as fans at this point. You know, we. <laughs> I mean, it's it, it it really. I mean, we're at we're at the pinnacle. Of, I mean, at the bottom uh, of basketball for for what we've been through as as a program. I mean, we. 
three three Final Four, or I mean, three championships and eleven Final Fours. I mean, gosh, I mean, we're one of the best programs in college basketball. Anybody would be kidding themselves if if they think this is not one of the top jobs in basketball. Even with only having twelve wins in two years, I mean, anybody would want this job. I mean, there's a lot of guys. I mean, there's a lot of guys that are going to levy to you know get money, obviously, and get raises at other schools, but. Like I said, man, Chris Beard, Chris Beard's up there. He's top three, and then you know, uh, probably Nate Oates. I would say you have to you have to call Nate Oates too. I, I mean, their their defense is up and down, but it's like they they at least play a ex- exciting brand of basketball. Absolutely. And I'm kind of I'm like on the fence. Like I, Musselman would have been in my top three at the beginning of the year, but it's like I don't know. I don't. I I mean, you could still probably you probably still call him and you know but i i think you, you gotta go somebody defensive minded i mean they got they got plenty of talent on offense man they, they the guys i mean they they can score in spurts and they they tonight i i thought at least the last seven minutes of the game that that was one of the i mean they passed the ball it's almost like i mean they played the they they played the two three for a majority of the second half. I mean, and it's like a light switch went on the last seven minutes. I mean, because they were, I mean, they were torching that zone in the last seven minutes. I mean, mm-hmm. we had 51 points. We had 51 points with seven minutes to go. We ended up with 76, scored 25 points in the last seven minutes. I mean, these guys, I mean, it's, it's not for, it's not for a lack, it's not for a lack of, uh, you know, talent or, you know, like these dudes are just terrible players i mean it's not like last season last season i mean half the team was just scrubs this season we got some dudes yep. there, and there's a lot of, there's a lot of guys i would love to have back sky brandon i think sky sky looks like he's starting to actually figure it out on offense because he's been i mean he had five assists tonight he looked he looked good facilitating the offense so you know like i said guys this is it's beyond me at this point. I don't. I mean, as a fan, it's frustrating. I'm out of words. I don't have any words left for for this. I mean, the season can't get over quick enough. I mean, Kenny can't get out of here quick enough. I mean, he doesn't show any fire on the sideline, and I'm, you know, I'm I'm done with it. I've been yep. done with it for a long time, but there's no there's no words left. But as always, guys, it's always go cards, and we're gonna get back to the top eventually. So just uh, stick with it, and you know, go cards, boys. Appreciate it, Thomas. All right, let's go to David. We got full phone lines, guys. When somebody drops off, you can drop in. David, welcome into your Coors Light Louisville basketball postgame. What's up, man? Yeah, thanks uh, for taking the call, uh, Taylor. At least I could say about tonight, at least it wasn't, you know, like that, you know, the last couple of games where, you know, Louisville lost by 20, at least, you know, losing by six, and at least that, you know, the team making the push at the end, you know, to. To not just you know not just have another twenty point loss because I thought the way it was going there, well that Syracuse was you know was, was going to run us off you know I like the Duke and the and Notre Dame game so mm-hmm. I'm glad that at least it didn't happen that way but I can say at least you know that, you, that Mike James his play tonight I thought you know was good uh, Caleb Glenn and of course like I said Brandon Huntley Hatfield and I know they certainly bring it. Uh, pretty much, you know, every night as much as they can. Sky Clark, you know, his moments. Trey White. Um, like I said, that's what, what's, I wanted to ask is uh, Curtis Williams. He's, and, and I and I like him. You know, I'm, I just you think he's just like say he's just kind of going through slump, uh, basically. Uh, what you're seeing with Curtis Williams? Yeah, because he's good. Yeah, he, he he is. But the last couple of games have not been great for him. I I, I know it. He's had like one. He's hit one three uh, in in the last couple of games. I appreciate the call, David. 
it, it's been rough for Curtis. He's been he's been struggling, and I think he's good. We've seen uh, him do some really great things. I think the problem is Louisville's not been playing on the CW lately, and the last couple of CW games that they played, Curtis Williams went off. Uh, so I think that Louisville just needs to play on the CW and, and Curtis will be fine. No, but I think that he is a piece that Louisville needs to keep uh, moving forward with whoever the next head coach is because I really like what I've seen from him. I think he's going through a slump, uh, but I think he's got a lot of talent and I like what he brings to the table. Let's go back to the phone lines. James has been patiently waiting. James, welcome in. What's up, man? Hey, man. Thanks for taking my call. Yep. I really appreciate it. Uh, to the guy that called in earlier that said that the fan base needs to calm down. And <laughs> it, uh, listen, man, listen, I'm, 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 I'm listening. I'm not trying to be mean, but this is the type of stuff that I've been talking about. People don't know what they're talking about, man. What are you there? Why in the world would a guy, a grown ass man call in the radio show tonight and tell me that it's not that important, but yet he's calling in the radio show at 11 o'clock at night. <laughs> exactly. That's what I'm trying to that's what I'm trying to say, man. Like, listen, if you don't know Louisville basketball, just quit talking about it, man. Just quit. Let us fix it as a true fan. Let us fix it. And then you all come back and enjoy it. But until then, man, I can't keep listening to all these goofiness. This is silly, man. We're getting our heads wrong every night. And people are calling and acting like the fans are crazy about it. We are not crazy. This is not Louisville basketball. Point blank, period, guys. What as a fan, as a fan for the last thirty five to forty years, I've never been more embarrassed of this fan base by accepting this, and then actually having people backing it. It's it's it's. I'll tell you what it is. It's a loser's mentality, and you are not helping. You are not part of the. You are the problem, not part of the solution. I love the University of Louisville Cardinal basketball program. This is not it. If you don't like it, and we get a new coach in the next couple of days, then you can find another team to, to root for. That's what you told the people like me that said this was a stupid hire in the first place. The man should have never got the job in the first place. He was a bad man like, like everybody is at the University of Kentucky. Thanks. Have a great night. Appreciate the call, James. Uh, Texter says, Kenny Payne is more arrogant than Rick Pitino, and I truly believe that. He has no self-awareness or reflection. I will say there is a blatant lack of self-awareness with Kenny. And as some of the things he says, uh, there is a is a blatant lack of self-awareness. A texter says, please do new coach talk. Start with Drew, Muss, and Oates. That's a good list. That's a good list. I would have Oates above Muss, but hey, that's a solid list here. Texter says, what do you think about Richard Patino?" I think it's an interesting possibility. I think there's a lot of a lot of hurt feelings and a lot of emotion there um, that would probably have to be ironed out for that to happen. I mean, his dad did get fired here, so let's you know. Um, but I think for for me with Richard and. It's similar to my feelings on uh, Will Wade. I need tournament success. And Richard has been to the tournament, uh, but he doesn't have that sustained tournament success that I think the next head coach at Louisville needs to have. And I would say the same thing about Will Wade. And to an extent, you could 
lump Nate Oates in, but Nate Oates does have a little bit more tournament success. He has another Sweet 16 that, that Will Wade doesn't have. So you could lump him in there, I guess, if you wanted to. But whoever the next guy is, he's got to have success in the tournament. He's got to be a proven winner. Uh, Texter says Drew, Beard, or Oates. Uh, Texter says Ohio State fired their coach. They promptly beat Purdue, lost to Minnesota on the road, beat Michigan State on the road, and beat Nebraska at home. They were 14-11, and and now they're looking at being 19-12 and before the Big Ten tourney and could slip into the dance. That's what happens when you get rid of that, that can happen when you get rid of your coach. That's exactly what can happen. Texter says no to Richard. The Louisville fan base needs to quit with the Patino obsession. Uh, Texter says Richard Patino is not a good coach. Texter also says, what about David Patrick? I mean, David Patrick took us to an NIT. I mean, hey, he took us to a tournament. Uh, Texter says we're not serious about Richard. We need Beard, Drew, or Oates. You need a guy with, with tournament success. You need a guy that's a proven winner. Absolutely. So back to the phone lines. Kathy has been patiently waiting. Kathy, welcome in. Right. How's it going? Well, fine. I think uh, I posted some stuff on Facebook last night, and I haven't had any reactions, but I wouldn't be surprised whether I'm not, whether I'm not kicked off or not because I was pretty vocal in what I thought, but... Um, I think, like I told you guys the other night, I'm on the Mick Cronin bus, but I also think that people need to think about this T.J. Altenberger or whatever his name is at Iowa State. Now, you talk about somebody that can play, the team that plays defense, and, you know, I, I think these guys, if they had, um, Someone that was organized and had organizational skills, which, in my opinion, Kenny doesn't have. And, of course, excuse me, his assistants haven't been of any help except possibly Nolan Smith. But any time you hire a coach like, have an assistant on your bench like Danny Manning, what do you expect? <laughs> now, Danny Danny Manning was a fine player, but he is not a coach. And um, as far as tournament experience goes, I, I don't know. Uh, that's important, but I don't think it's the most important thing. I think uh, whatever whoever the new coach is, comes is going to have to Try to keep this nucleus together. Um, you know, uh, it's it's like that. I don't know who he was, but uh, one of the podcasts I listened to thinks that Kenny has ruined Curtis Williams. And, um, you know, we need to keep people like Curtis Williams and, and Tyler Johnson and... and and um, Sky Clark, possibly. Uh, he's not one of my favorites, but Sky Clark and uh, Brandon Huntley Hatfield, which I think his NBA stock may be going up, so he may leave. But um, 
Will J.J. Trainer will he get another year of eligibility, or is his eligibility? I've asked that question before, and it's never been answered. And I just wonder if he'll get um, another year of eligibility. And we're going to have to get a coach in there that knows what the transfer portal is, knows how to use it, and like Mr. Brom does. Now, I'm not so sure it's uh, transferred that well in the baseball scheme of things. Now, Jeff Walls has had good luck as far as the basketball, women's basketball, but I don't know whether um, we, we've got to have somebody that knows the knows the ropes as far as um, you know the tr- the transfer the transfer portal. Another coach I was kind of thinking about, and I don't know if he'd be interested, is Wes Miller at Cincinnati. I mean, they've they have lost so many close games this year, but you know he seems like he. Uh, he came from North Carolina, so you know he can't be bad. But um, I'll just have you comment on those things. And we had, I had a wonderful day today because KU lost, and it was magnificent. <laughs> but Wichita State won, K State lost. But I still, I still think Jerome Tang would be a good coach. But I'm not. Uh, like I said, right now I'm on I'm on the Mick Cronin bus, and Clyde's laying here on my lap, letting me pet him. So <laughs> I'll talk to you later. All right, thanks, Kathy, and say hi to Clyde for us. Uh, JJ is a senior, but his freshman year was the COVID year, so I think he qualifies to get that COVID year. So he could come back as a six-year senior. Uh, if he wanted to, I believe, if I'm understanding that correctly, that's how that would work. Uh, let's see. Let's go back to the text line. Texter says Oats, Beard, Wade, Otzenberger, or Cronin. Uh, Texter says, I wish we could get Shaka Smart. I know he struggled at Texas, but most coaches do. He has Marquette rolling, and it's our style of ball. The only th- knock that I have on Shaka Smart is. He had that great run with VCU, and then we never saw them do anything in the NCAA tournament after that. That is my only concern. And I get, I'm not even that worried about him flaming out at Texas. Um, what he's doing at Marquette is impressive, but I've also watched Marquette in some of their biggest moments fold like lawn furniture this season. They had an opportunity against UConn. And they got run out of the gym. And then today, in a ranked-on-ranked matchup against Creighton, they got run out of the gym. So, I agree. They've done some good things. Um, but, I, I I don't know. I don't think... I think we could do a lot worse than Shaka Smart. Um, but he's on my list. But he's lower on my list than I think some people have him. Texas says, if we can't land one of the big popular names, what do you think of Micah Shrewsbury? He's done a great job 
making a bad Notre Dame team look good here at the end of the season. I agree. Um, but again, I need Louisville needs a proven a guy with a proven track record this time around. Uh, Texas is looking forward to the extended coverage March 12th and 13th. Should be 24 hours of finally moving on. Uh, Texter says, what about keeping Nolan Smith? Uh, I, I, I don't know. I, I have a feeling Nolan's probably going to move on to greener pastures. He already tried to earlier this season, so I have a feeling he'll, he'll move on. Uh, let's see. <laughs> Texter says, if Cal retired this spring, who would UK pursue? That's the guy that we need to get. <laughs> You're not wrong. You're not wrong. Uh, Kathy's cool, but she needs to quit with the Miller crap. Dexter says, uh, Shaka smart is a no. We have to do better guys. I am in agreement with the texture on that one. Texter says, I worry that Tang may be too nice, uh, to fire dead weight assistance. If the need arose, Otzenberger looks good. Uh, parts and golden also worth a look. Oh, Paris, sorry. Paris and Golden, also worth a look. Uh, Texture says, don't understand why so many people want Cronin. What has he done in the tournament for all the years that he has coached? That's a valid point. I mean, he's had some tournament success at UCLA, obviously. Um, But at Cincinnati, he did not have a ton of tournament success. They were kind of a flash in the pan. They would have some pretty good regular seasons and then flame out in the tournament. So that's that's valid. And what UCLA has been or not been uh, this season is also some reason for concern. I'm not saying that he wouldn't come here and bring some of that tenacity and bring some of that Patino moxie that we miss on the sidelines. I think he could. I think he absolutely could. Um, and I think he has obviously all the ties to the area. Um, could probably recruit like crazy. Um, but the first couple of times he makes it to the NCAA tournament and Louisville makes it, you know, round of 32 or Sweet 16, round of 64, round of 32, like people will be standing on their heads freaking out because, you know, that's the level of expectation here. Uh, Texture says Tang doesn't have enough experience. I, I agree with that. I agree with that. Uh, Texture says, why would someone want to keep Nolan Smith? What the heck has he done? Dude's a clown. I, I don't know what any of these assistant coaches have done this season, to be completely honest. Other than, I know Josh Jamison holds a clipboard. I know he does that. I know he does that well. And man holds a clipboard better than anybody I've ever seen. And I know Danny Manning stands up and sits down and then stands up and sits down and then walks and then sits back down. I know he does that. But I don't know what these guys do, honestly. And for Kenny to come out and say what he said a couple of weeks ago, or a couple of days ago, actually, it feels like it's been weeks, but a couple of days ago to Rick Bosich about, you know, basically if he had to make head or if he had to make assistant changes, he would. Well, dude, it's too late for that. It's, it's too late for that. The time to make assistant changes was last season. When you guys won four games. That was when you make assistant changes. Not now. Because now, you're, who are you going to get? 
if you make us, if Kenny, if Kenny made assistant changes and got a year three, who the hell is going to come here and coach with him? Because you're coaching with a man that's probably going to be on the way out, and you're going to be looking for another job in another year. So you're not going to get anybody. You're probably going to get assistant coaches that aren't coaching somewhere right now. And you might as well just keep the guys you got. Texter says, I would hate the Cronin hire. Absolutely hate it. Texter says, it's got to be Drew, Oates, or Beard. We've got a lot of Drew love. we got a lot of Oates love. Um, we've got a lot of text for Beard tonight as well. Texter says, uh, you think if I wrote a nicely worded letter or nicely worded email to the basketball office and KP that he would let me have all his sweet dunking Cardinal pullovers in 10 days. <laughs> I love it. I I hope so. I mean, that would be pretty cool. I think we should all we should all get a couple. Ethan and I should get a couple just for having done these post-game shows this during the Kenny Payne era. I picked a heck of a time to start doing post-game. The end of Mac and both years of Kenny I we we need to get a great coach in here because damn it I deserve to do some winning post game shows okay like we got to get somebody in here that can win some games. <laughs> Let's take a look at your UPS Jobs Top Twenty Five scoreboard. Uh, it was a busy day in the top twenty five in college basketball. Lots of great games today. Uh, currently number twenty three Gonzaga with a seventy fifty seven lead over number seventeen St Mary's. Number 18, South Carolina handles their business. Uh, There is a coach getting it done in, what is that, year two for him at South Carolina? 82-76 win. They are 24-5 and 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 12-4 in the SEC, where it just means more. Uh, My head coach, Scott Drew, upset number seven, Kansas, 82-74 in Waco today. Number 13, Illinois, with a 91-83 win over Wisconsin. The team up the road playing... Shreds of defense. 111-102 win over Arkansas. Eric Musselman's team is 14-15 this season. 5-11 in the SEC. The Cats are 21-8 now. 11-5 in SEC play. Number 6, Arizona. 103-83 win over Oregon. Number 5, Marquette. With a 75-89 loss to number 12, Creighton. Marquette now 22-7. 13-5 in the Big East. Creighton 22-8, and 13-6 in the Big East. TJ Otzenberger in number 8, Iowa State, with a 60-52 win over UCF. Number 9, North Carolina with a 79-70 win over NC State. Number 11, Auburn with a 78-63 win over Mississippi State. Number 25, South Florida. The surprising team for me in college basketball this season with a 76-61 win over Charlotte. South Florida is now 22-5 and 15-1 and in the American. Number 10, Duke, just demolishes Virginia. They're going to get bounced in the round of 64. Virginia is, and I love it because there's nobody I'd rather see it happen to. Uh, 73-48, the final score in that one. Number 19, Wichita State, or sorry, number 19, Washington State with a 77-65 win over UCLA. The aforementioned Mick Cronin team, 14-15 and 9-9 and in the Pac-12 this season. Number one, Houston, no trouble. Actually, sorry, <laughs> number one, Houston, uh, got all they wanted from Oklahoma. 87-85, the final score. Number two, Purdue, they clinched the Big Ten regular season. Shocker, 
Um, they will uh, most certainly head to a, another Elite Eight or uh, Final Four letdown. Uh, Purdue with an 80-72 win over Michigan State. And then number four, Tennessee with an 81-72 win over number 14, Alabama. It was a bad day for potential Louisville coaches. Alabama lost. UCLA lost. Who else? Marquette lost. Iowa State did win. So you got that going for him. Arkansas. Baylor won. Overall, though, not a great day uh, for some potential <laughs> potential Louisville targets. <laughs> Texter says, wouldn't it be funny if we win the ACC tournament? That would be a new version of hell that I don't particularly want to live in. I'm not saying that it wouldn't be great for Louisville to win the ACC championship because it would be because they never have. It'd be great for Louisville to do anything in the ACC champion or the ACC tournament uh, because they haven't done a lot. But my God, that would be just like prolonging the inevitable. We would be it would be like a Georgetown situation where I mean, Georgetown. How many wins would that be? Six in a row? Yeah, because we're at eight right now. <laughs> God. Yeah, that would be. We would be like Georgetown at that point, where Georgetown ran through and won the Big East, and then they ended up keeping. Uh, who was that that was their head coach? Patrick then? Ewing. Yeah, Patrick Ewing. They ended up keeping Ewing uh, for another year and had to just deal with them being terrible in the regular season again the following year. Uh, Texas says, write Stevens, Donovan, or I'm turning in my UofL gear. Just kidding. <laughs> Texas says, is there a coach out there who isn't on our list right now, but with a deep turning run, or but would be with a deep turning run this year? Um... That's interesting. That would be Wes Miller. <laughs> yeah. 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 Yeah, that would be. That would be Wes Miller. Uh, there have been people that have been asking about the USF coach. Um, and, I mean, if he makes a deep tournament run, there's going to be people that are that are going to be bringing his name up as well. Uh, Texter says, what do you believe the probability is of the administration crushing this coaching hire? Honestly, if Josh is allowed to do his job without the outside influence of some people that were heavily influencing the last decision and Josh is able to make the decision that Josh wants to make, I think we're going to be in great hands. I really do. I think we're going to be just fine. And I don't think we really have a whole lot to worry about there. Eric Crawford says he doesn't think Tang and Muss are actual candidates. Drew and Oates are 1A, 1B for me. Cronin would be Cronin would do well here, but he's a clear tier below those two. Can't miss on this one. Absolutely. 100%. You can't miss on this hire. That's the one thing that I think we can all agree with is that Louisville has got to get this right. This, this head coaching hire has got to be the right head coaching hire. We'll take a quick look here at your ACC standings as we head into what is effectively the last week of the regular season. Louisville plays Tuesday, and then they play again next Saturday. UNC, Duke, Virginia, and Clemson, your top four, although Syracuse and Clemson are tied. And I guess currently, I think Syracuse beat Clemson, so Syracuse gets the tiebreaker in that one. So they would be in the four spot in the if the, NC, or if the ACC tournament started today. Uh, you've got Pitt, Wake, also there at 10-8. and eight. NC State, Florida State, both at 9-9. Nine and nine. I think Florida State's probably going to be looking for a new head coach at the end of the season. They're 15-14 and 14 overall. Virginia Tech at 8-10. and 10. 
Notre Dame at seven and eleven. Boston College, Miami, and Georgia Tech tied at six and twelve. And then again at the bottom, Louisville at three and fourteen. That's just second year in a row, dead last in the conference, a full three games back from the lead. Your ACC conference standings presented by Kelly, the employment solutions experts. Visit kellyjobs.com. Well, James, I think that's going to do it for us tonight, my man. It's been a great show. Thank you guys so much for hanging out with us. Thanks for all your calls, all your texts. The cards drop this one tonight to Syracuse 8276. Our next broadcast will be on Tuesday evening. Ethan Moore will have you for that one. Hopefully, Louisville can get a win. We'll see. Just a few more days, guys. Just hang in there, Card Nation. Just a few more days. For James Black, I'm Taylor Lynch. Thank you guys for hanging out with us tonight. And until next time, go Cards. care of your family isn't always easy so we make sure getting care when you need it is with baptist health urgent and virtual care we bring you more options and greater convenience too with video visits available 24 7 and online check-in through my chart for in-person visits to check in online or to set up a video visit go to baptisthealth.com care anywhere When it's time to replace your heating and air system, we know people want options. That's why you'll always get a free second opinion with BJ Heating and Cooling. Plus, for a limited time, get 0% financing for 60 months on a new Bryant system. Call the experts you can trust at BJ Heating and Cooling.